hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And that's it. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. Yeah. Yay. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. <laughs> It's the same old Riverdale, though. Mmm. Yeah. So, in the interim, we got uh, four reviews, if you want to read them. Uh, Do you want to go first or second? I want to read the worst review, because... Cool. Yeah. No, I'm doing this... I'm going to... Yeah. Is this, this like, a a means to... uh, I just think it's... Try to confront something, or... Yeah. Yeah, you go, though. Okay. Yeah, you go. We got a five-star review called Great Podcast from Travy Baby. Uh, this is such a fun podcast. I love how John and Caitlin have such great chemistry and have such a fun time with the podcast. They are upbeat, witty, and they often figure out what's going to happen <laughs> before it even shows up on Riverdale. Thanks for making an after show that is so enjoyable. That's so nice. That's very nice. And this one is what we call constructive criticism. Um, stay on target from Game Piece. Uh, two stars. Two stars. You two show so much potential. You're funny. You're engaging. Exactly. This is a constructive part of the criticism. Um, however, I can't help but wonder if you're actually watching the show or if it's just or if we're watching and doing other things. The show isn't that deep, and yet it seems like your attention span can't keep up. Podcast is always drifting off to completely unrelated tangents, and would it truly hurt to take notes or rewatch the episode before making fools of yourselves? They can't all be five stars. <laughs> Honestly, Ooh, like... game piece. Yeah. I mean, like, that was, like, a little bit harsh. Um, you know what? I just want to, like, address something here. I totally appreciate that everyone who listens to our show... Or not everyone, but the people who listen to our show do take Riverdale really seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think that we do take the show seriously. But I also feel like I just want to address that, like, we're really just having fun. <laughs> like, I think that that's something that it can be... Um, a little forgotten because we do put this out there on a platform that is uh, like a reputable hosting platform, I guess, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're just having fun. And, you know, like we also like I would love to just like dedicate our lives to to watching Riverdale. Like, honestly, like that would be actually kind of fucking fun. And like if somebody wants to pay us to do that like full time, that would be great. Um, but yeah, we really do try to take this as seriously as possible, but sometimes if it seems like we don't have all of the details in order, it might be because we don't have the time to rewatch it every week on a week to week basis. So I was, I was just reading, uh, this might come off as a tangent, but <laughs> I was just reading a review of this episode in the AV club and they were talking about how. Riverdale kind of extends beyond just the TV show. Yeah. Like, you have to follow all of the actors on social media and be like, oh man, Veronica, or uh, uh, what's her name who plays Veronica? Uh, Camille Mendes. Camille Mendes and... Um, Charles Malton. Yeah, I'm doing great. All right, no, I've, star- totally I've started dating. And their characters are like starting to be around each other more in the show. Could this mean? And like, it's it it can be a full time job yeah. to be all on top of Riverdale stuff. But we actually already have one of those. Yeah, we do have. <laughs> we have <laughs> many a job 
So, but hey, like, honestly, thanks for listening to us, even when we don't always get it right, even when we do get distracted by, like, the social life that we have afterwards. We're, and, and, you know, we're, we're doing our best. We are doing our best, yeah. I mean, I'm up for improvement always, but I wish I could watch this, like, endlessly and be able to, like, recite entire scenes. I hope this doesn't come off as, like, I'm dismissing any criticism. I just am, like, kind of explaining why. Like, you're right. But that's like why there are episodes where we uh, we, we don't have the time to rewatch and take notes and all of that because we're trying to get the show out on time. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, like it would be so much easier if this was like a Netflix show and we could just like like kind of take our time, right? But you know, or do it all in one day, or do it all in one day. <laughs> Binging Adventures of Sabrina. I was on their Christmas episode. Oh my god. Wait, yeah. I don't think I even knew that they had one. Yeah. Sabrina did a Christmas episode. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. We, I think it's out. I haven't checked with Stephen. We'll uh, check. This is not a tangent. This is related. Anyway, now you go. You're not going to stop the tangents, though. No. Well, I like to... I, I do think that that... If you're not here for any tangents, like, go listen to a different show. Like, we're going to do tangents sometimes. Yeah. There are... How many Riverdale podcasts are there? A million. Now? Wow. We are the millionth now. We were oh. actually one of the early adopters of the Riverdale podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, there's probably like a lot of them. They might be shorter. You might get more um, dense Riverdale content. Yeah, some of those guys are are people whose whole job is watching and yeah. talking about TV. I also want to point out that my job is watching TV, but but I have to watch more than just Riverdale. <laughs> oh my god, no, your job's super demanding. Yeah, yeah. For, for television watching a lot of it. They just don't, you know, they don't let me just watch Riverdale, unfortunately. Here's a, uh, here's a five-star review from NCBNMC. You both are great. Thank you. I just found you guys today, December 17th. This is the first time I listened to a podcast, and I really, really liked it. Oh my god, I love this person. I live in Costa Rica. I so found cool. you because of an app I used to keep track of the TV series I'm watching. Is it TV time? It's probably TV time. And I think I'll be listening to you guys more frequently. Subscribe, check mark, keep doing this. Happy New Year. Uh, and then it's like confetti. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, uh, fan from Costa Rica. Yeah. And TV time is great. It's a cool app. It lets me know that I still haven't watched season two of Atlanta. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, here, you want to do this? Yeah, sorry, I'm blind. This four-star um, review? I'm actually not blind. I'm just, I am visually impaired. Um, okay, so this is four-star review, great, uh, from Privileged P. Hmm. First off, I started listening to these early and seeing if they predict anything right, and they perfectly and flawlessly nailed some of their ideas. Right, huh. like how Kevin was the killer okay, in season exactly. one. Flawless. And two, and currently. <laughs> and now. Flawless, amazing. But the introduction is the first, to the first, took longer than it should, and they get off topic with other shows. <laughs> Damn it, we do. I also feel like they watched some episodes before they made the first podcast. I don't think that's true. It's not true. true. Um, yeah. We had read the script, though. We did read the script, but we didn't, we didn't, we couldn't have. Right. Because. They, they, didn't, they weren't out there. Yeah, no. We didn't, uh, we weren't getting screeners. Uh-uh. We're just, just two people. We're just two human beings we living out our lives. But thanks. But thanks, yeah. Thanks, today. everybody. Hey, Caitlin, um, what is the title of this episode and what, 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 does, that, what okay. does that mean? So I'm really excited about this one because I prepared. So the title <laughs> of this episode is No Exit and it is based on a play in a 1962 film. Um, some of you may have heard the phrase, 
hell is other people. It's actually on the good place. I think they reference it mm-hmm. or if they don't reference it, it is sort of a loose basis for the good place. I think they said it in this show. In hell is other people. Hell is other people. And then like someone was like, war is hell. And then, and then laughed <laughs> like he had any idea what they were talking about. <laughs> so basically, um, it's a French play, 1944 French, um, existentialist play, um, and it's basically a bunch of people in a room in hell together and how they kind of interact and why they are, um, it's, it's like kind of a commentary on like the human condition and stuff like that. It's honestly kind of complicated. Um, but if you watch The Good Place. I love The Good Place. Yeah. It's actually, it is kind of like a weirdly, um, relevant play to check out. So, or movie to check out. So I would recommend you watch The Good Place and then also... Across the board, read, watch The Good Place. Right. Read the play. The latest episode yeah. was titled Cheedy Sees the Time Knife. And so good. Oh, I love The Good Place. It's great. <laughs> Makes me so happy every time I watch it. I've been catching up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have Double Sure that. is pretty good. Yeah, Double Sure. Can always be sure about <clears throat> sure. It's true. Yeah. No Exit was written by Arabella Anderson. She has a name I want. It's a pretty good name. It's a great name. Uh, Her first writing credit was on Transparent. She also wrote an episode of Star, but mostly she's here on Riverdale. She wrote Chapter 19, Death Proof. She wrote Chapter 31, A Night to Remember. And now she's written this episode, Chapter 44. Night to Remember is the musical episode. My God, you're right. Was Death Proof the... Car chase, the I car? think. It was the, the race. Um, that sounds right, but I don't want to quote myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to because the movie was all about the car, uh, the Death Proof movie. Right, I think it was. This episode was directed by Jeffrey Hunt. Jeffrey Hunt. Jeffrey Hunt. Jeffrey Hunt is known as a director for. Uh, he did Chapter Thirty Eight, As Above. So Below. He's doing an episode of Roswell, New Mexico. I really like it, by the way. If you guys are looking for a new show, I've watched a couple of episodes now um, because I interviewed the showrunner, um, and she has a really good take on it, and I think you guys should watch it. That's all. Uh, He's also directed for Shadowhunters, Scorpion, The Originals, The Vampire Diaries, Gotham, Hawaii Five-0, Person of Interest, Fringe. He's been around. Yeah, that's a long IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dare to defy. So where do you want to start, John? I was going to ask you, uh, do you want to hang out with uh, Archie first, Jughead, Veronica, Cheryl? Actually, Cheryl's in Jughead's plot. What's in Jughead's plot? Let's get that out of the way. Great. So this has been... it. It took me a while to realize watching this episode that the quarantine was just lifted. Like it was a it was a short-term thing. Wait, really? Like I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. How do you think Jughead got back into town? Well, I thought he was just in the trailer park. But like but it's I'm pretty sure at the start Jughead's voiceover was like and then the quarantine like it was a short-term thing. But I don't understand. Because wasn't the quarantine Hiram's whole plan to, to, to build Hiram Land? I 
don't know. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I wish that this was like a case of, oh, we're not watching the episode closely enough, but I really think it's a case of, I don't know. But like, this bothers <laughs> me because like they, they did the setup for a quarantine and like, we could have done an episode or two or an arc of Riverdale under quarantine. That would have been really interesting. Where it's like, oh, there's no food or water. Oh, Hiram can get food or water, but we have to swear allegiance to him. Or are the are the um, the serpents gonna like break out of the quarantine and like spring food in for people? But like they're breaking the law, so they can be arrested, kind of stuff. Well, the like there's a there's a whole lot of story to do there. The quarantine can't be lifted because. I mean, is lifted because Re- Reggie goes for the beer run. Right. Which is also confusing. Right. Because now the bar sells alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it should have been the whole time. Right, because it's a bar. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Jughead's just, just back in town. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl and Tony dress up like Catwoman. I'm obsessed with it. And just, just rob people now. I love this. And then, this is all I wanted. To be fair, I have I can't I can't possibly complain against two people uh, no. having sex on a pile of money. Yeah, no. That's that sounds woo. Oh man. It's perfect. Yeah. Of I mean course I can't do. complain with them doing that specifically. <laughs> I would not want to do that because that seems gross. Right. Money is disgusting, guys. Like not I'm having it as fun and stuff, but like the physical paper is disgusting. Well, Jughead is a very terrible leader. He's so bad. He makes different rules for everyone. He also <laughs> greatly contradicts his own actions and right. does not know what a gang is. Right. Because Cheryl and Tony break into Hiram's, yeah. the, the lodge apartment, the Pembroke, and steal uh, his Glamourge egg. Oh, so that's like Fabergé, right? Is Fabergé a brand? I actually don't know what a Fabergé egg is. I know they're expensive it's because like, of game night. It's like a... <laughs> Right? Oh my god. Right? That's Guys, a game, game night. night is so good. It is so good. And that's like right. another thing. About so the like egg. a Fabergé egg is like a, a diamond encrusted egg. jewel egg. Uh, but like googling a Fabergé egg. Is Fabergé a brand that they can have the rights to use or not? They couldn't clear Fabergé so they made up a <laughs> Glamourge. So, I don't even know how you would say spell Fabergé. Fabergé. Egg? Um, I oh, think I got it's... it. Here okay. we go. Um, it is like a designer egg from Russia. It, so they're rare eggs. <laughs> they're, yeah. Well, it sounds I like it's, it's the ultimate, like, excess yes. purchase. I'm so rich, I had them design me well, an Agati, Agati Jewel egg. Well, I actually don't... I don't know if it's... You have them design it for you, or if these are eggs that are just really... So most are... So you can have, like, a copy of a fancy egg. That are, it's, like, a whole thing. Honestly, it's not really worth it, other than knowing that it's, like, a really extensive fancy egg. Right, right. Um, that's, like, not a real egg. is like, a golden encrusted I'm I'm not fancy enough to even know what a Fabergé egg is. Well, they steal it. The Glamourge egg. Right. Because I like that they is. do this, by the way, that they that they have, like, fake names for everything, and mm-hmm. we're just supposed to, like, assume what like, it is. Okay. It sounds like the other thing. Right. It sounds like the other thing. They so. steal the egg. And also... There's also the thing with uh, Cucumber Melon, with Fangs, mm-hmm. where he's, like, dealing Fizzle Rock on the side. 
well, because the serpents of... are poor because they lost all their money because of the quarantine. Because what do they do? Yeah, no, the quarantine was lifted. Quarantine was lifted. The quarantine was lifted. But apparently it lasted long enough to, like, just alter the town. Uh, because the, the kids roving around in fantasy gear wasn't, wasn't enough of a way to disturb the town. Yeah. And the serpents are broke. It feels like they've been broke for a while because they've been living outside of Jughead's uh, mobile home in tents. But now they're, like, <laughs> for real, for real broke? Yeah. No, they're really broke. Even now. though... You know, Cheryl's rich and uh, is, like, divorced from her mom and, well, like, could fund the serpents. The serpents are broke. I was thinking about how Betty was, uh, in like, housing all of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy people. Yeah. And I realized that Cheryl has never once offered to house anyone other than Tony in yeah. Thornhill. Yeah. Still weird that... Cheryl and Tony are like, Living let's together? live together. Yeah, it's very We're 17. Stupid. It's very stupid. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, she seems to have a home. Like, she, it's not like she is lacking yeah. a home. Tony isn't living in one of those tents. No, who is living in the tents? Uh, like, just random surface? I feel like Sweet Pea and Fangs live in those tents. Yeah. I wonder where they shower. I guess I can shower at school. Sure. Yeah. I mean, That's what Jughead like, did. Yeah, so it must be cold. This is hard. So, but it turns out Cuber Mellon, a.k.a. Fangs, has been dealing fizzle rocks. And Jughead has to tell the entire gang that they can't um, deal fizzle rocks or any drugs. You know, what gangs do. Right. Well, so basically he learns that Fangs is selling fizzle rocks in order to help pay for his mom's, like, what I'm assuming is cancer treatments. Right, yes. So basically, Fangs... His mom we never heard of before. Right, a.k.a. who has a mom. So is she living in a tent? <laughs> we don't know where she is. I hope she's in a hospital and I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> but essentially, Hiram, as he does, he manipulates Fangs. I'm going to call him Cucumber Melon still. He manipulates Cucumber Melon um, into dealing fizzle rocks with the Gargoyle gang. Right. And so... Right. Yes. And so, so Jughead and FP, who, remember when he quit the Serpents? Yeah. Did he have, like, a pilot that now he had picked like, up or something? Like, now he's, like, a mentor. He wears old man glasses. Like, yes. son, you're, you're doing your best. <clears throat> yeah. Is he not having sex with Alice anymore? It's unclear. It's unclear. I feel like this episode... Here's a, here's a question. confusing. What month is it? Has Halloween happened yet? Have... <laughs> Have Kevin and Moose banged yet? <laughs> That's the real Kevin and Moose are going around patrolling the uh, the hallways, and someone calls them a fascist. And I was like, no, that was last that season. Was that was last Archie. season. That was that plot line. Yeah, uh, so the Ararazzi is patrolling the halls and also patrolling Charlotte and Tony from holding hands. Which is Why would you ever do that? pretty stupid it's really stupid it feels like there's a whole plot happening with the rrotc that we're just kind of like it's in the background right like not today we're not gonna focus on it kevin has been going through like incredible stories in the background of this show for three seasons now and it seems like we're never gonna really focus on him he's getting really buff um and maybe we're just they not did rrotc just to be like there now we can explain why he's so jacked right exactly 
so when Veronica offers Jughead payment for protecting her shipments and and Le Bon Nuit, oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, we finally figured out the name of it. No. Le, bon, Le Bon Nuit, which means the good night. Le Bon Nut. Le Bon Nut. <laughs> <laughs> We're very mature. <laughs> We're extremely mature, you guys. Uh, he, he tells the whole gang, he's like, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to have money. It's going to be great. Everyone's like super stoked. And he's like, but got to give that Glamour egg back to Hiram. And they're all like, no. Yeah. So he basically confronts Cheryl and Tony at the serpent meeting. Right. After having just told Cucumber Melon, you, you're fine to like, that you did the thing for Hiram. We're not mad at you. Didn't he kick Cucumber Melon out? No, he no. didn't. Well, here's what happened. He doesn't kick him out at first. Right. He basically says, let's keep this shit between us. Mm-hmm. Then, when he finds out about Cheryl and Tony at the hole, being the cat burglars or whatever, mm-hmm. he tells her, um, he tells Cheryl and Tony, jackets, like, you're out of the serpents, we have a code. The code apparently is no illegal stuff in the gang. I don't really understand that. This is the worst gang. It's the worst gang. Do you remember the guy from Juvie who was like, I dropped out of school when I was in fourth grade to sell drugs <laughs> to help my mom. Yeah, that guy was in a That guy was in gang. a real gang. Yeah, for sure. But then uh, Cheryl basically calls him out for protecting Cucumber Melon. And, you know, every mistake he's ever made... As a serpent and leader of the serpents, he's been doing a terrible job and done definitely more harmful things than this. He buried a body. Remember that? Yeah. He helped kill someone. Well, not kill someone, but he helped bury a body. He asked her to lie under oath. Yeah, there's a lot of really fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is Riverdale. They don't remember past two episodes <laughs> right. ago. Right, exactly. So. It's fine. But Who knows how he got here? Though also I could see just Jughead being like... I make my rules, and I make them as I come by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He's just always kind of making it up as he goes. So even he's even making it up in, like, this scene because Cheryl... He asks Cheryl for her jacket, and Cheryl's like, but what about fangs? And then he's like, mm, fuck you two fangs, actually. And then Tony's like, hey, how about you stop removing people's jackets? He's like, all right, your jacket, too. Let's get them all. I want three. And she's like, I... Am actually of the lineage that started this the serpents, and he's like, "I have a crown on my head. Give it to me." Yeah, and so uh, Jughead's so that's bad. Not doing so good. But he and his gang do capture a member of the Gargoyle Gang and ask him to send a message back to the others, uh, and then and then don't take off his mask. I know a lot of people which on is, Twitter are upset about that. That why? That's dumb, right? Yeah, it is dumb. Unless it's, like, kind of not the point who those people are. So I'm assuming Fangs was, like, Fangs was, like, a double agent, like, at this point. Because Jughead was, like, you're back in the gang, but you need to do this thing. Right. And right. so. Right. Yeah. Right. They want him spying on the Gargo gang. So he's going, like, undercover. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think the reason we're having a. But then they could have just, like, beaten up this guy, taken off his mask, put it on Fangs, and sent Fangs after the other guys. Yeah, that would have been a good Or do they plan. want him to go through, like, the normal way, which is you got to meet them in the woods somewhere. Well, I think that Fangs was dealing Fizzle Rocks, right? So mm-hmm. this was, like, him going undercover in order to, like, help them with, like, getting the the truck and stuff. Like, I don't even know. But basically, 
Jughead puts a bunch of serpents in the back of Reggie's truck. Yeah. Reggie's, Reggie's hilariously old-timey uh, yeah. truck. Uh, then, it's the Wells Fargo wagon. Is it really? No. Oh, hey. Imagine what good branding. Uh, where do you want to go next? Well, okay, so I feel like the the Jughead and the Veronica plot really intersects. Yeah. And I feel like that's why we're like having trouble. We're being like, wait, we, that didn't happen yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's go to Veronica. So Veronica finally wised up and started uh, selling alcohol at her speakeasy. Yeah, not really sure when. Which has we apparently been just that. crushing it all quarantine long. Yeah, which makes sense. With, uh, Josie, Josie do singing every night. Kevin, you know, not being there emceeing, even though that was also his job. Kevin takes on a lot of jobs, guys. But then he doesn't actually do all of them. Right. So. I don't know why we do these things. We waste time, like, stating that he is the guy in charge of this thing and then never show him doing that thing. He's busy with his weird fascist. uh, Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So Reggie uh, is trying to drive all the the beer uh, into Riverdale. When he is, uh, something, is it a car that ends up in his way, or... Um, it's what makes him stop? On, spikes on the floor. Right, right. They bring up, like, police spikes and wreck his tires. I guess and he like, just gets new tires every time. And the, gar- the Gargoyle gang beats him up, and, like, do they steal the beer? I don't think we see the stealing of the beer. I think we just... The idea is that, basically, Hiram wants Veronica to pay for his protection even right. though he's the one right so he's trying to he's trying to muscle in he scares Josie uh he said yeah he has uh, Reggie beaten up so she has to pay him uh to to run her business successfully in town and by the way that jacket Hiram's wearing very cool during the scene he's owning every inch of it I know I love mm-hmm. how she's like new jacket he's like yeah <laughs> I got a new jacket. Yeah, it's got a fur collar. It's really tall. <laughs> I look beautiful. Your mom bought it for her, but I knew this one was for me. <laughs> oh, it looks better on him. It's fine. Everything looks great on him. It's not fair. He really would look Most amazing. men can't pull off that jacket. No. And he's like, I'm the king. He owns it. I'm the, what is it? I'm the best boy in Riverdale. <laughs> I've got my <laughs> crown back. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. But, sorry guys, I'm a little sick. And um, he also demands that she get him his Glamour J egg back, which is why she talks to she talks to Jughead. Yeah, so we're now bringing in all of these intersecting points. We should have just had them as one as We should have had them as one, but like, we're fine. I hope we're not embarrassing ourselves, you guys. Because <laughs> that was like a kind of a mean comment that kind of hurt a little bit, because that's oh. like my biggest fear. But it's fine. <laughs> we're just trying our best, you guys. So... So yeah, she sells she sells Jughead on helping her, and he does. And the, uh, the serpents are protecting her now instead of Hiram, from Hiram, which is great. And then she kisses Reggie at the end, which while I, singing, right? While the uh, what's the song? Uh, maybe this time, right? But maybe I don't. Maybe this time I'll be lucky. Th- it, this is one of those things that frustrates me because they didn't show. Any kind of emotional connection happening between her and Reggie. They showed it all season. I am now, I'm sorry everybody, but I'm just going to say it. I fucking shipped this. Veronica and Reggie are the only couple on the show that actually makes sense to me now. Why do they like each other? Because they're hot teenagers. They don't need other reasons. So she's da- he's, she's dating him 
Yes. In the show, or she's making out with him in the show right now. Uh, when he offers literally everything that Archie did in a relationship. He's a different pot. I don't think he, like, brings anything new to the table, though. He's So she's basically hot. replacing her last hot boyfriend. That's what most teenagers with do. With another hot boyfriend. That's how teenage romance works. Sure, 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 but this is a melodrama. Well, this, okay, so This here, is a melodrama, I mean. Here is what, here's what I think Reggie brings to the table, other than his good looks. I think that he really admires her. Um, I don't think that Reggie has very high self-esteem. Right. He's also always there. He's always there. I think that Reggie... He follows her around. Yeah. He's like Joe from You. Yeah, but not... He's been stalking her this whole time. Maybe. I would watch that show. I think that he really loves her, or really has a crush on her, and, um, he, for some reason, thinks that it's a brilliant plan to, to fix her books, so... She's only paying Hiram. Oh my god, 5%. I forgot about it. She's cooking the books like an idiot. Mm-hmm. She. Oh my god, I totally. So Veronica's whole. No. All, everything she knows about business <laughs> isn't even stuff she learned from her dad, it's stuff she learned from movies and uh, across time. Right. And so, like, she says things but doesn't know what they mean. And it's just like. <laughs> The house always wins. We're gonna cook the books. <laughs> well, so she's her, like, I don't understand. It worked in this one in this cartoon I watched. <laughs> so her idea is that Hiram wants for protection. He wants five percent. He wants. We wanted fifteen percent. She argued him down to ten percent, then gave him five percent. Right. So yeah. So she's claiming that five percent is really ten percent. Right. How, yeah. How can you underestimate? Your father, well, that's, a businessman slash crime lord. So that's problem number one. How can you underestimate Hiram, right? So that's like, obviously, he's going to fucking buy this out. Right. Of course he is. The other thing, because Reggie is like so thrilled that she's doing this. The thing that I really don't understand. That's what Reggie brings to the table. Reggie thinks Veronica is a genius. I know. It's hilarious. He thinks she is the most incredible and I think, quote, badass girl yes. he's ever seen. So here's the and she's problem. <laughs> if you pay Hiram anything, you're already saying that that's what you're gonna do. It's unfortunate that it's more money, but it's not really beneficial that it's yeah. less money. Does that make sense? Because you're really you're still. It's the same thing. Like he still has power over you, even if you're saving like a thousand dollars. Like it doesn't really make any sense to do it this way. If she was like, my business is underwater, I don't have any money to give you. Right. That would kind of make sense because at least then she could, you know, like she could cook the books to be like, we're not profitable. So if we give you money, we're not going to be open anyway. So like, uh-huh. leave me the fuck alone. Not saying that that's a good plan, but it would at least make some sense. This plan doesn't make sense. I agree with you now that Hiram has to go at the end of the season. Not so much because he is not an effective villain. He's a very effective villain. Yeah, he's really good at being a villain. <laughs> but I think the longer he's around, uh, the more it hurts Veronica as a character. Yeah, that's Because fair. her arc should be, I trusted him. I realized he's not a good guy. So I turned on him and defeated him. Right, but now... But instead, it's gotten these weird rocky things in the middle, and it keeps getting pushed down, which means she just seems completely ineffectual. Right. 
And so she just kind of does these minor temper tantrum-esque lashing out. Like when she brings the Glamour J egg back and is like, ha and smashes it. Yeah. It's like, now I win. No, you don't. Well, that kind of pissed me off. You broke an off object. Because they really spent a lot of time getting that egg back. Yeah. I was so pissed about that. What? I mean, what she made Jughead do, right. the amount of people who don't trust him anymore because of that. Because of the fucking And egg. she's like, thanks. <laughs> shows how little Veronica actually cares about Jughead. Like, there's a scene with no, just the two of them. They don't like each other. And I'm like, other. this is maybe the first time they've had a one-on-one on this show. They really, yeah, they don't like each other. I'm who, who has a worse relationship, Veronica <laughs> and Jughead or Jughead and Kevin? Jughead and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to write on that. I don't have like a vendetta personally against Kevin. Uh-huh. I just think that Jughead hates Kevin. <laughs> it was like a one-off scene, and I just really need somebody to I'm gonna tweet at Cole Sprouse and be like, just tell me the juice. Like, does yeah. he does he at, hate Kevin? You're, you're gonna tweet at Cold Sprouts? Cold Sprouts. Cold Sprouts. But that's the uh I believe that's the end of the Veronica arc. So do you wanna hit a uh, Betty or Archie? Let's do Betty. So right. Betty is Mother Hen. Oh, boy. So Betty is my fucking nightmare. I hate these kids. I hate these kids. Oh, my God. I know that they've been, like, traumatized and everything. I know I they're, them. like, crazy and have been addicted to drugs for a while. Yeah. So I feel like all of these plots kind of, like, interloop together. So the reason we find out that Fangs is dealing the Fizzle Rocks is because Betty... All of the people from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy have apparently been sleeping in her living room. Right. And there's that one particular psycho who gets lines. Yes. Right. Uh, and Betty's been sleeping with them in the living room. So basically, they wake up screaming. She goes downstairs and they're like, hey, Betty, but can we play Gargoyles and Griffin? Griffin and Gargoyles? It always helps us sleep. It always helps us sleep. Right. So that's fucked up because we know that this is also ruining everyone's life. Um, so Betty opens the box and she finds the fizzle rocks and she's like, this is upsetting. Very upsetting. So eventually Alice and, um, Polly come around. And Evelyn. And Evelyn, who we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Hey, Evelyn. So she... Polly's got new short hair. Looks great. She looks just like, she's a vision, honestly. Polly's so pretty. Um... Polly. Oh my god. So Betty hates her family. <laughs> Betty's like aggressively Okay, so she really so doesn't far, like Polly. It's kind of things upsetting. the farm has done wrong. One, nothing. Nothing. That's it. The whole list. The farm has done nothing wrong. They had this a barbecue. Time. They had falafel one she time. She just doesn't like them. That being said, those babies are definitely dead. We have not seen them <laughs> since they floated over that fire. They fell into that fire, those babies are dead. So other than that, they're fine. Anyway. Other than that, totally chill farm. And so they're like, hey, we'd like to take all these uh, children off your hands and take them to the farm where they can run free and play. <laughs> okay, they're not And puppies, Betty's but... like, don't you touch them. But, like, this is the obvious solution. Right. This solves all of your problems, Betty. Like, I get when you call something the farm that it's culty of shit. Right. But actually, of all the other cults going on, it doesn't seem that terrible. We uh, still haven't visited the farm. Right. But maybe it'll be like that cool farm cult from Veronica Mars that like fixed that yeah. guy until his parents got him back. That was an army hammer, but no, no, no. That was I think it was the guy from Mean Girls. Oh, I think it was yeah. Jonathan Bennett. That mm-hmm. sounds right. I know yeah. it was somebody with like memorable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like a dick, and then like. And then like the cult made him better. Right. But his parents were like, no, he has the grandparents' money, portion, so yeah. We, need him back and they like 
quote unquote fixed him. Guys, Veronica Mars was great. It was great. New I, season coming to Hulu this year. I feel like this is not a tangent. I feel like this is just informing people. Listen, any show we're mentioning a tangent is one that we think is good and you should probably watch. Right. Totally. So, uh, do it that way, you will. Yeah. And... So, like, let the let the farm take the kids. Oh. Let the farm take the kids. And they do. The farm does take the kids. And Betty's... They well, go over first, Betty's head. First, Betty does this hilarious thing where she gets an Anna Blossom. Fred Andrews. Oh, my God, you're right. And, oh, is there a third person there that I forgot about? Yes, but I can't remember them either. Oh, and Mayor McCoy. Right, I think. right. So, uh, it's Lawyer McCoy now. Lawyer McCoy. I'm sorry, Attorney McCoy. So the most hilarious thing is that Nano Blossom, Fred is like, I could take some of the boys. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've got an empty nest. Yeah, Fred is My like, boy's up there. Crying. Um, and Nano Blossom is like, I've saved many a child from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Let's unpack. And it's played very sweetly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to save the kid like I saved my other children. No. No, 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 no. No. Let me quote Penelope Blossom. The Blossoms are horrible people. Yeah. Terrible people. Yeah, this is the same Nana Blossom Let's not forget who adopted this. Penelope Blossom to marry her son. Who was her brother, essentially. Right, her brother-husband. So... Let's just unpack this really quick. I kind of get why Penelope Blossom wanted to kill Nana Blossom. And Nana Blossom is definitely just acting like, oh, I'm an old kook. I don't remember doing these things. <laughs> right. But she actually clearly does remember yeah. saving. Actively. <laughs> like, Betty should be like, no, I've seen what saving looks like for Blossoms. We don't let them near anybody. Why would you ever be like the Blossoms? Why would you That's invite right. Nana Blossom <laughs> anywhere? Honestly... <laughs> Betty's not making great decisions. No, no one. Do you think that everyone's seen, pretty dumb this episode? You've read the it's book. It's that the time Giver, of the year, right? I never read The Giver. Wow, you should read The Giver. Can I spoil The Giver? Yeah. Okay, so basically, it's like a futuristic society. It's the memory thing, right? Yes. Yeah, but yeah. basically, it's a futuristic society where, um, like old people, twins, like one of the twins, and um, people who are sick or like whatever. The, they say that they're going to send them to, like, a place, like, outside of this town. Right. And it's actually, they just euthanize them. This is, like, a children's book. It's yeah. honestly great. I wish that there was, like, maybe a better adaptation of it, but... They did that movie with the, uh, that Bretton Thwaites kid. Yeah. I just think that they... Whole other thing. But, um, what if that's the farm? What if everybody just gets euthanized? <laughs> like... Uh, honestly? And then, Yeah. If we're just rid of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy forever from now on, I'm cool with that. Because uh, the nuns all took a vow of silence so they couldn't uh, be spoken to in court. So they couldn't testify About all the really bad things they did to those kids. Because Attorney McCoy and Betty, who was a child again, is trying to get the sisters to testify that Hiram was testing drugs on the kids. Which is very fucked up. Because the nuns know, you know... Everything. Right. But uh, I forget how they how they get through. They well, they like they figure out a twist. The vow of silence. Like, so, oh, you're not technically part of the church. Yeah, so apparently like 60 years ago, their, not coven, but whatever it's called, was um, 
I forget what it's called. Excommunicated? Excommunicated, I guess, from the church. So technically, like, it's not a religion, I guess. Mm. This feels like you could probably still get away with it, even though they were excommunicated from the church. Right, right, but right. But for the purpose of this episode, right. the vow The, nun, the nuns start speaking, but like, ah, you win. And then Hiram pays their bail, so they get out of jail where they and were then all they, uh They go back to, you know, that Gargoyle King statue, put a fresh head on that sucker, and uh, kill themselves. Yeah, so it's very confusing to me if they believe in the Gargoyle King. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if they know the Gargoyle King was like, oh, our our kids made it up, mm-hmm. uh-huh, then why would they bow before the altar and sacrificially kill themselves? I'm actually kind of really interested Sacrifice in stories themselves. about people who create... Because, like, technically, all religion has been created, whether you think it's been created by somebody who has actual connections to, like, a higher power or not is, like, your belief system, but all religion has been created, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in a way. Yeah. So, it is actually kind of interesting that, like, somebody can can create a a religion and then believe that religion in, like, modern day. So, it's kind of, like, an interesting story, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah. It's like to be suckered into your own, drinking your own Kool-Aid. And, and they, they die to that same song that Josie is singing. Yeah, so sad. Which is wild, because it's, it's not a song from Cabaret. Yeah, which is apparently sad. Have you not? Oh, I've seen Cabaret. I've never not. seen it. It's about the rise of Nazis. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds It feels like it would have been a better song to, or a, a series to, sorry, movie to reference last season when... Fascism was rising, although they're claiming the are the Ra Ra Razzi is the uh, I guess is the fascist state now. Sure, but yeah, that's the end of Betty's plot. It's a real net loss for Betty. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of out of character stuff for her. I love that all the ducks imprinted on her though. That's what I call them, the ducks. The ducks? The ducks. Cool. Yeah, because they're kind of quacky. Yeah. Um, and also, like... God yeah. damn. <laughs> Sorry. You're so good. Well, like, I was actually thinking more like how, you know, if you, like, a, you meet a duck, mm-hmm. and then you're its mom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what it reminds me of. Okay. Like, when a duck imprints on you. I don't yeah, actually yeah. know if that's, like, real, know. but, like, it's real to me. <laughs> All right, can we jump into my favorite part of the episode next? Yes, we can. So Archie has been living in an L.L. Bean catalog mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks, it seems. God, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, is it November now in the show? Who knows? Did Christmas but, happen? Uh, everything is, he's like a ranger mm-hmm. for some reason. Well, I think he just lives in a cabin. But and he like has a he has a radio. It's not, no, it sounds like he's like on Firewatch or something because they ask him how long he wants to stay out there, so as if there's like a tour of duty. Interesting. But the kid just goes out like, With I guess Vegas. doing ranger stuff. Sees some people in the distance, and then gets attacked by a bear. Well, do we know if he really got attacked by a bear? No, because they wouldn't show us what attacked him. They just, like, had the camera move at him and the title Honestly effective, up. though. It's like the dinosaurs in Terranova. You don't need to see the dinosaurs. We don't have the money for the dinosaurs. Yeah, look what happened to Terranova. Yeah. It's that very show, successful and still on the air. If anyone doesn't remember, Terranova was a show where people from the future traveled back in time to... Meet the dinosaurs. ...live in early dinosaur period because we used up the Earth, but now we can time travel back and 
ruin it much earlier. <laughs> it was the most expensive pilot of all time at the time. They built this giant set in Hawaii that they're like, we'll live here and make the show out of here. It's going to be a great, great return on investment. And it wasn't a good show. Yeah, but it was fun. Is I don't it, remember. Excess well. can be a danger is uh, in storytelling. Good thing about Riverdale is they have a pretty small budget, but they, they, they use, it well. use it for really cool camera and lighting stuff, that which gives so it true. this flavor that makes it stand out more. I think, no, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, really, no matter what is happening in the episode, Riverdale always looks very distinct and very yeah. polished. Um, the clothes always look amazing. They really, I think that they spend their money well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue until the cows come home about like plot details and stuff, but like you have to say that. And we do. Um, that the aesthetic of the show is quite, quite. And they've had it pretty much nailed since the beginning, which yeah. is cool. Because some shows take a while to find their feet. Mm-hmm. Archie stumbles back to his cabin post-bear attack. By the way, not much claw mark on him, but just blood everywhere. I mean... Vegas, I completely okay. I don't think that you can actually get... I, I don't think you would survive this. It's just, if he really is a sheriff... He would have some kind of first aid training or, like, a person to call and in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. And instead, he, like, takes some pills and then, like, lies down for a nap. Well, he calls on the radio, so he does call He does for call help. for help? Okay. Yeah, he does call for help. But... Takes a while. Takes a while. Which makes sense if he's in the middle of nowhere. But this is actually my favorite part. And this this kind of relates to No Exit, mm-hmm. the, the play. Go on. The play and the movie. Um, in that he... You know, he falls asleep. Yeah. And obviously it's a dream hallucination from the loss of blood, but he meets people as though he's in almost like a hell-like situation. It's just, I'm just, I'm still back on the grizzly bear because grizzly bears are like the most powerful land mammal. Yeah. And like... He would not have survived. If you need to get Archie to a place where he can see visions of people, have him take a bad berry or something. Yeah, but that's not as cool as... Archie gets but attacked. But it does by a bear. mean Archie fucked up. Well, we didn't even see a bear attack Archie because yeah. you can't afford a CGI bear. Right, but. I mean, the 100 had a CGI gorilla and it looked great, but I think it was using the CGI gorilla the Flash developed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard, is what I'm saying. But basically. <laughs> I got off track. <laughs> um, so Archie passes out, and when yes. he wakes up, Cassidy is there. Yeah, the, the Shadow Lake boys. Yeah, Cassidy and the other ones. Um, and Cassidy has things to say to Archie, even though Archie, again, did not kill Cassidy. He met and this he, guy once, tackled him, and then left as another man killed him. I also want to point out that not only did that happen, Cassidy broke into his cabin with his friends, threatened to, I mean, not to kill them, but to take their shit, really was very insidious. It was all very bad. If you break into someone's house, I don't think they're gonna get in trouble for, like, hurting you. I don't know about kill, but, Well, like, you mean if the victims like, wouldn't... Like, I live here, you break into my house, I have a right to defend myself. Like, it would yeah. fall under self-defense. So I'm still not clear why there was a trial in the first place. Well, because it was... But I guess because it was out... Yeah. Out in the woods. And also, there's no proof that he broke in, right? It's... Because oh, it. there's no proof because I don't think... I think it was kind of like Hiram was was like, yeah, just don't... 
Don't you know report what? this. You know what? Take care of it. We don't know because they skipped the trial. Yeah. We don't know what everyone knows, which is the perfect sentence to describe uh, this podcast in Riverdale. Right. We, we don't, don't. We don't know what everyone knows. <laughs> we don't know what everyone knows. Uh, and yeah, Cassidy uh, has him draw his first uh, G and G mission because apparently that's how the game works. It said defeat the dreaded specter of death. Then he walks out the door and into Pop Steiner. Forgot. With uh, <laughs> like the day the Black Hood shot his dad. He's feeling a lot of guilt for something that really had very little consequence. Who's fine? So two things he's guilty about that really aren't his fault. Right. I feel like Archie, honestly, like I give him crap, but really he's like a pretty okay guy and like he really just tries his best. He's a decent human being. He's like just, I'm starting he's to just realize dumb. this. Yeah, he's just out there doing his best. But I also feel like he has the level of guilt that I have in my life. Like I'm like very like, I always feel bad about shit. So like I get this, yeah. you know. Like at the same time, like I too would feel bad, even though nothing bad happened. I mm-hmm. get him. Maybe Archie is the one I'm most like. I, I always thought I was an Archie, but <laughs> but now fuck no. I don't know what I am. He does it. He he stops the man in black. And he shoots him in this vision. Does quest he? Thing. Uh, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, a lot of gun violence. I, I wanted them to rip off the mask and be like, hey, it's Hal. Oh, whoa, crazy. It's great. But no, I just shot him with the mask on. I guess they couldn't get Hal for this episode. Yeah. So he goes back, and uh, it's not it's not Cassidy this time. No, it is Sheriff Norton. Warden. Nor- Warden. Warden. Sheriff Warden. No- Warden Norton. <laughs> Norton Warden. Warden Norton. <laughs> Warden Norton. Warden Norton. That's his name. Warden Norton. It's a hard name to say. He was just like, hey, do you know I'm still crazy? I'm obsessed with this actor. <laughs> this actor so is good. doing the most. He's doing the most, and I love it. It's so good. It makes him pick another quest, and this one is to kill the man in black. So Archie goes back to the night. It's weird that we have the black hood and then also the, the man, man in, in black. black. Yeah. yeah, and they're different people. <laughs> he goes back in time to the night when he was like, I'm going to make my bones. Oh, and remember then that? Um, he makes does- his bones? No, I don't. I think what make he your kills bones, Hiram in this vision. In this vision quest, what make your bones means should mean doing good things for Hiram that think that he will like. I, I think in the show it it relates to murdering people. Sure, but I honestly I still stand by Archie doesn't know what it means, but he thought it sounded cool when that other kid said it, so he says it now. Yeah, that's what. Although he hasn't said it all season. Proud of him. Yeah, proud. Uh, and then the really cool part happens. So he steps back into the cabin, and it's Jughead, Veronica, and Betty all dressed in their clothes from the pilot I episode. I love it. They all look so And cute. they're talking to him like they like they did in the pilot episode. And it's great, because like Betty's like, what about your music? And he's like, I haven't played music in a long time. That was my favorite The fans part. didn't really relate to that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me to be more of like a godfather type thing. Like... It is it it is crazy how how much Archie and the show has changed from that first season. I like that they that relatively it out. grounded like we're going to school season now. It's like that cult with the evil D and D game is taking over <laughs> our town, and Archie can't be here because Veronica's father wants to murder him. I love it. Ugh, I love both versions of the show. And he um, he 
more of that guilt because he feels like it's his fault that we've gotten here. Nothing in first season is his fault, but he did actively help Hiram uh, start building Hiram Land in second season. So, yeah, there is a lot of that on his hands. So, he, so like, his, I think his next draw, they don't show what it says, but I'm betting it says kill the Red Paladin. Yeah. Because he walks to his own room and beats his body to a pulp. Which with is... a baseball bat. Yeah. So, and then, once he does that, it cuts to Archie looking dead in real life <laughs> as... Some rangers find the, him, and he just really looks late. super dead. He really looks very dead. Yeah. He's obviously not dead. He's not dead. They've done this twice now. I know, but he really looked they dead. They did with Jughead last season, and There's he didn't also, even have a scar. There was also, like, a TV line blind item that said that, like, a series regular is leaving a show. Um, Can like, you imagine if they killed Archie off alone I know. in the woods with Vegas? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how the show changed permanently? Right. I would love it. <coughs> and I mean, no I one ever him. found out what happened to him. I don't I don't want him to like die. Like it's not that I hate him and I don't want him to be here. I just also feel like that would be a really interesting twist. If Archie deserves to die way more heroically than going out against a grizzly in the woods alone like a putz. Probably. Unless it was hired by Hiram. <laughs> but <laughs> we don't know. I take it all back. If next episode they show Hiram having like, here's the money, job well done, and a bear's just like, <laughs> then this is the greatest show on the planet and it's done no wrong. Oh man, I'm going to make that meme. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but that's, um, yeah, that's the end of the episode. I loved it. <laughs> Who is a uh, prom queen? Mm. Let's go with Archie for defeating his demons. Oh, sorry, I meant Prom King. Prom King. <laughs> Let's. Prom King is Archie for defeating his demons. Archie didn't mess up nearly as badly as anyone else did exactly. this episode. Except he got attacked by a bear. Not his fault. Uh, prom Queen. I kind of want to give it to Polly. Sure, yeah, for doing the right thing and saving kids. No, no, no. Kids. We're taking them to the farm. Uh, yeah, exactly. For doing the right thing. Uh, is there any chaperone good enough this episode? Fred for trying his best. <laughs> like, I could I could use some kids in the house. Exactly. It was weird. And then, like, my yeah. heart breaks, so. Um, cool. Do we, uh, what's, what else do we do? Throwing How does this show work? Oh, right. Hiram. Uh, I, I guess. But, like, spare Hiram's way. coat. Right. <laughs> Because, like, right. I kind of want to wear it and be like, oh, this is nice kind of thing. Nice. Exactly. The Grizzly also gets honorable mention in this category. The Grizzly's chaperone. Yeah. Grizzly. He literally chaperoned Archie to his spirit quest. He did. He yeah. was just trying his best to help him grow really as a person. helpful grizzly bear. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to L.L. Bean for providing the, right. the amazing ensemble that Archie wears. Archie looks amazing. Um... Comic connections. That bear is actually it. No, I'm kidding. Wait, is he really? No. We'll we'll do better on that next time. There's no new characters. It was always a character thing, and now I got to figure out other stuff to do with it, or more like pop culture referency stuff, because this show loves to reference pop culture. Saw an interview with um, Roberto once, or like a profile of Roberto, and he's just like, he's just constantly whipping out like, and this is like this movie, and this is like this other thing. I love that. He's nonstop. That's Mr. Like Worldwide. Us. But you know, nobody that's, complains. That's Pitbull. Uh, yeah. Right. And everyone loves it when he does it, so I don't understand. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have any rumor mill theories? Because I'm super bummed that my, like, 
society falls apart in terms of like a real G and G kind of situation is clearly not happening because the quarantine's over. Hmm. I think Hiram's gonna die. That's like my theory because um, Kelly Ripa is coming into town and he's she's gonna play his like they phrase it weird. They phrase it like his rumored mistress or something like. And I think it's, like, weird. It's, like, is it his mistress or is it not? And I feel like if he's dead, maybe that's why. Oh, you think it's going to happen soon? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to happen soon. But I don't know because it's um, a rumor. I think Archie's alive. Yeah, I definitely think uh, that. He might not be done with his spirit quest. I would watch an entire episode of the spirit quest and not even been to Riverdale this week. I would have enjoyed that a lot more, I think, than the weird happen because like none of the stuff happening in Riverdale makes sense to me anymore. I know. Well, the from a character thing... perspective, from just like an overall. Sorry. Well, we it was very confusing the quarantine situation. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, the gargoyle gang was confusing, but we tried our best. The <laughs> Riverdale does this thing that bothers me, where. It doesn't think about how people will be watching it in the future. It only thinks about people watching it as it airs on TV. Which is to say, during when the when a break happens in the show, a break has also happened. Time has passed, and they right. have to catch you up on what you missed while you were gone. Well, a lot of shows do that. Mid-season finales, a lot of them have time jumps because of that. Yeah, because they want to sync up with with when the viewers are watching it. But Riverdale doesn't want to sync up with us because this is probably only going to be half of their junior year. Right, that's true. This season. And that bothers me. But also, to be fair, like, to a high school show, you really, you only have... Because you don't want to start it when they're freshmen. Because then it's, like, weird. Um, I think... I mean, even sophomores, that's earlier than most people start. Usually it's junior and senior year, and mm-hmm. then, you know. I'm just saying, if they wanted to, if it, a, way, a great way to build up mystery of like something like what happened to the town would be to take an episode where you're not in the town. Yeah. That way, when people are binging it later, they also get that like, oh, we're, we're away from there for a while in that moment also. I like that. Also, Riverdale's always great at concept episodes. So, like, do, like, a whole spirit quest thing. I just realized both Archie and his dad went on spirit quests when they were about to die. That's so true. Well, that was kind of an homage to Beverly Hills 90210, where Luke Perry's character, Dylan, gets into an accident, and he goes on, like, a... Not a a dream... Not a spirit quest so much as a dream... Journey. Journey, Yeah. So one thing I'll talk about before we get going is the musical episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. I didn't, because now it's an annual thing. I don't know how I feel about doing annual <gasps> musical episodes. Oh, I Because I think it takes the specialness away from the, first the one. one musical episode most series get. Well, I will say that there is kind of an interesting connection between this season of Riverdale and Heather's. Go on. So for anybody who's watched the movie, um, in the movie. Or the TV series. <laughs> The movie, um, <laughs> so the movie, uh, basically in the movie, one of the characters dies by drinking like this blue liquid drainer. In the movie, Heather, this is like a 30 year old movie, so I feel like I'm going to spoil it, but like whatever. In the beginning, she takes this, she drinks like liquid drainer by accident and it's blue and then she dies. Oh, yeah. So it seems very obvious. Okay. Yeah, that's why they did it. 
That also bothers me because it's not a thematic connection. It's just like a like a visual connection. Well, no, there there is there is yeah. There, I can talk about this forever, but I love that musical. It's like my favorite musical, so I'm mm-hmm. so excited. All right, cool. I'm pretty stoked too because last year's musical episode was a huge high point. Yeah, for the season. I mean, the music alone will be great for this. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of fun because Cheryl, Betty, and Veronica are the Heather's. So that's kind of like a fun little thing. Um, and I think that Veronica might might get her name because she's the only brunette. Well, no, that's not true. She's not the only brunette, but she's like kind of a brunette and kind of has like a darker persona. Um, she may have gotten her name actually from the comic book, from Archie Comics. Hmm. Like as a, I'm not sure, but that would make a lot of sense. But Veronica does not play Veronica. Ah. So, but yeah. What are you looking forward to right now? Um, a Million Little Things is back and I'm obsessed with it. And I don't care what you say. It's a great show. I love it. I, I like. I know you watch good shows because like Thank I you. really liked you. I just <gasps> yes, I know. I'm so excited about that. I just don't. I don't have any interest in That's a million okay. little things. I'm just gonna be the only person I know watching. It's fine. You can find a podcast. I actually will do that. I'm gonna find <laughs> one. I'm gonna start one, but it's just gonna be me. Oh, uh, what? I know, just myself. Well, you think you can use this microphone for that? No, That's no, right. it's so mean. But That's fine. Anyway, John, you talk now. <laughs> I've been pretty just obsessed with uh, Into the Spider-Verse since I saw it at the end of last year. I, I need to see it. I still it's, haven't seen it. It's amazing. It's really good. Uh, other than that, God, what am I watching right now? Uh, Crazy Ass Girlfriend's finishing up its final season. I need to really catch up on that It one. is uh, one of the most delightful TV series out there that actually has something to say also. Uh, they did this joke in the in the mid-season finale where they're like, oh, how long are you here for? It's like, oh, I'm going to be here for the rest of the series. That's funny. Of holidays. <laughs> oh, the series of holidays. Yeah, they naturally end <laughs> at Valentine's Day. Well, that does seem like a good point for our series of holidays to end. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Oh, also, uh, Star Trek Discovery came back, and its first episode was like, of the new season, was better than everything that came out in the first season, and filled me with hope that we're going to have a good Second season of a Star Trek show, and I love Star Trek. That's so. awesome, John. I'm very proud of you. Uh, and that's that's all that's all I'm really stoked about right now. Cool. Well, uh, where can they find you? Right. So you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. Um, if I don't see your tweets, by the way, I've been having this thing where like I don't always see everybody's tweets. And it's really bothering me. So um, it's not that I hate you or I'm mad at you. Right. And I love you. And it's, you can it's, find- it's because she thinks so little of you that she doesn't even have no. time to hate you. No, that's not true. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and John, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at John Penn. Uh, you can also find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. You're never going to guess this. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Oh my God, what a good pun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over and out, River Vixens.